Hey there, you're listening to the Aligned Women Podcast, the original podcast for women in chiropractic. If doing all the things you were told to do to grow your practice have left you overwhelmed and exhausted, you're in the right place. I'm Dr. Danielle Eaton, the founder of Aligned Women. We help women in chiropractic who are just like you to grow profitable practices without sacrificing being present with your family. If you're done with spinal screenings and health fears, want more time freedom, more money in your bank account, and a practice that you love without sacrificing your health, be sure to grab the Aligned Chiropractors Survival Guide at AlignedChiroSurvivalGuide.com. Now, sit back, take a deep breath, and enjoy today's episode. Hey there, welcome to another new episode of the Aligned Women Podcast. This is episode 166. I don't know that you ever really are concerned about what episode number you're listening to, but maybe if someone says, go listen to episode 166, it was so awesome. Then right from the start of listening to this episode, you know, you've got the right one. In today's episode, you're going to hear from my friend, Maria Tobolin. Maria is a functional medicine practitioner in Florida, and actually her location isn't so important because she like me, has transitioned from a brick-and-mortar business to a virtual practice. Maria shares in this interview why she made that transition. There are a couple of reasons in particular that she'll share with you. You'll also hear me interestingly note, and this was 2019, mind you, the summer of 2019, how businesses needed to be paying more attention to how they can innovate and adapt to how the world had become so much more online. And if you were a brick and mortar business, many of them had closed already in 2019. And before that, anyway, it was just kind of interesting to listen to my perspective on that in 2019. And now here we are in the middle of 2020. Well, you know the rest from there, right? (laughs) So yeah, Maria will also share with you in this episode why she chose to specialize in Hashimoto's and autoimmunity and how she felt that by being more specialized, she was actually able to help more people. She was able to help them create longer lasting change. And also that transitioning to a virtual practice was a part in that journey for her of being able to help people make lasting change. There are a couple of snafus in this interview, like around the nine minute mark of the actual interview itself. One of my kids comes into my office. That's nothing that you haven't experienced on this podcast before, but just giving you a heads up. I also noted that as Maria and I talked about conception and preconception health, she referenced mom and dad. And I thought that's interesting. It's really interesting to listen back to things that I said or things that other people said just a year ago that I think a lot of us would be saying differently now. So know that you'll hear that in this episode. We didn't edit it out. It's there. And we also know that we can do better. Okay. So if you are interested in starting an online program, creating an online course, or fully transitioning from a brick and mortar business to an online or virtual practice, this episode is for you. I hope that you enjoy it and I'll see you. Oh, wait, 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 <laughs> wait. I have a free class coming up that I want to tell you about. This class is going to be on August 11th. And this class will be for you if you are overwhelmed 
if you're exhausted, if you're run down from years of trying to build the traditional model of success in chiropractic, if you are now looking at how you can get more time back to be more present with your family, especially if you have kids that you now are going to be homeschooling or who are going to be distance learning for a second semester, and you're wondering how are you going to manage it all, especially how are you going to manage it all and still provide for your family, you need to be at this class on August 11th. So be sure to check the show notes for access to registering for that class. You can find the show notes at alignedwoman.com forward slash podcast forward slash episode 166. Okay, now on to today's interview. Thanks so much for joining us today. I'm here with Maria Tobelin. I'll just let you introduce yourself. Tell us about you and what you do in the world. So, hey ladies, how are you? My voice is going to come and go, so hopefully you can bear with me. Danielle invited me to this amazing show for you ladies. My name is Maria Tobelin and I am the holistic hypothyroid and autoimmune enlightener, as I like to call myself, because it's about helping women overcome their hypothyroidism and autoimmunity naturally. And that's what I'm passionate about and what I've been doing for the last 14 years in the world of holistic health. I'm not a naturopath. I'm actually, my beginning started as a Chinese doctor, Chinese medicine, acupuncture physician. And I transitioned myself into functional medicine and what I call today the enlightener, where I combine so many functionalities, but also mindsets and the whole shebang to help women really overcome this debilitating disease and condition naturally and being able to take them back to being the best, healthiest version of themselves. Some people may not like hearing this, but truthfully, I don't care what healing profession you're in. There is plenty of work for all of us. And we all, after a decade or so of practice, you just kind of make your practice your own art anyway. So we all have similarities and all have differences, but that's why I wanted to start this community because a lot of women in my chiropractic program were saying that their friends and their colleagues and their referral partners of other professions needed the same support that we offer in the chiropractic program. And I was like, well, I'm not really sure that opening the current program up to women outside of chiropractic is the right next step, but let's just create a free community and see what happens. So here we are. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's okay. challenging sometimes when you, when we put ourselves in little names and titles and boxes, you know, cause sometimes you're like, yeah, I do that, but I do that and beyond, you know, it's like, well, how do you call that? So one day I just said, you know, you know, they're like, Oh, you know, Maria, you know, do you do blood testings? They go, yeah, I do all that. Yeah. I'm the, yeah, I'm the physician. Yeah. Let's talk about food. Sure. I'm the nutritionist, sure. uh, but I'm all of that. So what do you call that? And I said, well, it's not a mentor. It's not an expert. It's not this let's call it an enlightener. All right. I am the holistic hypothyroid and autoimmune enlightener. Let's just leave it like that because it's so big that how do you name that? And so that's what happens. Yeah. But what you have done really well, and I'm not sure if you did this in your brick and mortar practice, but now that you've transitioned to a virtual type of practice, what you have done really well is you have narrowed down to a couple of specific conditions that you focus on. Right. And there are lots of different conditions and symptoms that you can help people with, but you've gone really narrow. Can you talk more about why you've done that? Yeah. And that can be a challenge 
but it also can clarify a lot of things because it is true. Like when you, when somebody approaches me and they say, can you help me with X? The answer is absolutely. You know why? Because I understand physiology, I understand the body. I understand what it takes to really take a body from X to, you know, to Z to from point A to point B. But the reason why I really niche down to hypothyroidism and autoimmunity is because one, all conditions start with hormones and immune system. So if somebody is suffering from something, it is inevitable to touch hormones and immune system. But two is because that's my story. That's where my story began. And I ended up with the diagnosis of Hashimoto's thyroiditis back in the days. And so I felt, you know, I got to be authentic to myself. And although I can help anybody that is open to doing this naturally, I want to just help somebody like me. And within like me, we're going to understand that it's beyond just a thyroid or this is that. Like the door opens up to so many other angles. And then they were able to build that relationship where it's like, oh, the conversation is deeper and deeper and deeper. But at least it allows us to connect in a very specific way so that we can deepen the conversation. But three, hypothyroidism autoimmunity is just such a humongous problem for women nowadays seriously is yes that there is so much out there and unfortunately or fortunately i always say everything is a blessing in life but these women are not being helped overall like there is work to be done in the world of hypothyroidism in the world of hashimoto's in the world of autoimmunity because what women are getting front end from when they have this condition is many things one is they spend years before they even get a diagnosis. So they're called crazy. They're called, there's nothing wrong with you. Take the hypochondriac. You're hypochondriac. You're over-exaggerated. Just go on vacation, right? Eventually, mm-hmm. they get to a diagnosis. Once they have a diagnosis, now the medical doctor, the endocrinologist, will put them on a specific hormone, a pill. And then once they go on that pill, then they're going to spend more years trying to figure out why the pill is not working, why they feel the way that they feel after so many years have been wasted. And then they go into the holistic route. And then the holistic route, there's also a lot of confusion and overwhelm. So I feel for women with hypothyroidism and Hashimoto's and autoimmunity, because I know that the answer to their solution is so all over the place that I'm like, no, we need to really, really help women like myself, what it happened to me, because it took me 16 years to understand what I had. Like, I always say I wasted 60 years of my life. So I'm in fact, I love hypothyroidism. I love Hashimoto's. I love anything that has to do with hormones and autoimmunity, because I know that's where it is abundantly being exposed today. It's an epidemic in the world that we live in today. And unfortunately, it is not being addressed the way that it needs to be addressed. But fortunately, and what a blessing it is that it happened to me and I can relate to anyone who is there, you know? Well, I read your story on one of your websites and I was like, whoa, how, how did this happen at such a young age? Now, um, maybe my assumption about autoimmunity and specifically Hashimoto's has been incorrect. I think of it as something that we develop after one, two, three, four pregnancies and the stressful life. But your story, it started when you were a teenager. And I was like, what in the world is going on that we're seeing this happen at such a young age? What are your thoughts on that? Well, I think that we, as a generation, I don't think our parents prepare themselves to conceive healthy children. 
if anybody ends up with uh, Hashimoto's, it's because there's a genetic component involved in there already. You know what I mean? So mom and dad donated that from the beginning. So I think generationally, our parents just didn't think of preparing themselves to conceive a healthy child. When I talked to- I was conceived about, by accident. So it was definitely not on purpose or any. I mean. <laughs> yeah, and that's the norm. Um, yeah. But I never saw that as the norm. I'm like, why? Like, why are we getting ready to have a beautiful wedding and the dress and the this and like pay a lot of money for the honeymoon and the big party, which I'm not against any of that. I love all that stuff. But I always say, but why are we not getting ready to prepare ourselves to conceive? Because most people who get married want to have children. So I'm always saying, well, why aren't we doing that preparation for it? You know, today I, that's called preconception healthcare. Mm-hmm. So. The more we start preparing ourselves with the party, with the dress, which I love all that, in addition to our bodies, men and women, right? Like my husband and myself. So genetically, we are, we're weaker than we should be, you know, because it just comes from generation to generation. So that puts a part into that. But then there's factors that happens. Like I had meningitis when I was three years old. That immediately created, I already had, I already already was born with a susceptibility to genetically expose myself to have that. But then two, when I was three, I had bacteria meningitis. Now that's a big deal. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't even know. I mean, well, I do know. I know that God wanted me to be here for a reason because I could have died. Actually, they told my mom that I, to prepare my casket because I was done, you know, like literally my mom carried me. I was a child, a three year old, just dead in her arms, looking for ways to like, hey, can you help me? Can you help me? Apparently, uh, I, we were on vacation somewhere in the beach around when I was three years old. Something bit me and then I was dead, you know, literally. And my mom was looking for help, you know, and it was around the time where there was it was a holiday. So a lot of businesses were not open and things like that. And she ended up in the hospital. She saw somebody that she knew. And that person saw me and said, she has meningitis. You need to hospitalize her right away. And that's how I was able to survive, to live, because I was hospitalized for many months and so forth. But that put a a trigger to what was to happen for me. It's just that when I was started menstruating, all hell broke loose for me. Like, yeah. you know, I survived meningitis, thank God. But once I ended up in my menstruation years, like 14, 15 years old, that's when it was very clear that I was off, very off. You know, the migraines, constants, like I feel like you have a tumor in your head and you're like, you just press on it and you're like, go away tumor. And I did scans. I did all these things and nothing showed up. You know, I had the whole constant horrendous period pains that came every single month. I was bedridden for a good three days because it was so painful. I couldn't get up, right? I had the depression, the anxiety, all these things that at that moment, I didn't really know if that was called depression or anxiety, but I know me today. And I know that how I functioned then is not who I am, you know? And I was like, oh, that thing was called depression. Oh, that thing was called anxiety. And so I had an array of all these symptoms and you know, doctors just didn't know what to do with me. All they could say is take a birth control. Yep. And that's it. And that's when I knew at 14 years old, I knew my purpose in life. I knew I'm say, I'm going to fix this. I know God is going to come with me and I know he's going to show me the way. And I know that he is going to get me super healthy. I'm going to go just do all these things. And then I'm going to go, I'm going to study. I'm going to become a doctor and I'm going to be all these things that I'm going to do be in the holistic world. And I'm going to help so many women and I'm going to get them. I'm going to enlighten them and I'm going to get them back on their feet so they can go and live the life that they so desire. And that's exactly what has happened. (laughs) 
but I knew it at 14 years old. That's amazing. I have always envied people who knew from a very young age what their life's purpose was, or especially those people that had a gift in something like a really unique talent or a very obvious talent. Cause I just felt like I never had that thing and it was never obvious to me. And now like the work that I do feels 100% like I was made to do this, but I would have never been able to see, like I was going to grow up and be a coach to chiropractors <laughs> when I was a kid that would have made absolutely no sense to me at that time. So I had to go through all these different steps and journeys and identities even to arrive at where I am now. So I've kind of you know, let go of that story. <laughs> it's very interesting you say that because I assume everybody knows their purpose, right? A lot of times I'm like, oh, so like, and somebody will say like, you're like, I don't know, you know, I'm just discovering. I'm like, really? You know, but it was interesting because I was on a trip last week. I was masterminding. And one of the ladies that I was with, she says to me, what's your superpower? And I was like, you know, I think I can see the future. <laughs> and then mm -hmm. when I look at things and I tell you these things, it's like, I feel like I can see the future without actually being there, but I kind of, I kind of see it. And I don't, it's innately in me. I think every, and, and, I, and because it's there, I assume everybody has it too. And then she goes, no, that's actually a superpower because not everybody has that. So it's no. very interesting you say that. No, not everyone has that <laughs> for sure. Okay. Talk to me a bit more about what your journey in practice was like when you had a brick and mortar practice. It was beautiful. I saw the photos of it yeah. just a few days ago, um, I guess actually technically videos. And then let's talk too about what made you decide to transition from the usual, almost dare I say status quo, brick and mortar business to entering into this unknown territory of a virtual type of practice. Oh my God, the story is so long. Where do we start? Okay. So <laughs> I went to school, I graduated as a holistic physician. And so I immediately opened up my office, not because I opened up my office because there was an opportunity that presented itself. And so I partnered up with two other per people and I'm the type of person, Danielle, that I kind of just jump and swim with the sharks and I just swim. I have no idea where I'm getting myself into. I just know that I swim. <laughs> now, I'm not recommending yeah. it to anybody. That's just how I find <laughs> And so there's yes. an opportunity for this uh, partnership to come along as soon as I graduated school. And so I went into it shortly to understand that within six months later, this partnership was not going to go anywhere. And so I ended up with a very big office, a responsibility of like 1,200 square feet of office space that, you know, as you know, you don't really need that much space for somebody that is one person practicing, you know, but I already had that responsibility on my shoulder. I, the, the contract has been signed and all that stuff. So I ended up by myself on a 1200 square foot office. So because I swim and I throw myself with the sharks, I just kept swimming, 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 swimming. 10 years passed and 10 years, I was able to come back, you know, uh, bring revenue, you know, get out of the negative, negative, negative that I started with just because of what happened. And 10 years came and I was, and I realized that I loved my office, but I didn't. I realized that there was many factors coming along. One, it was that I felt the, the, the work that I do is just beyond cellular function, right? It's just beyond 
looking at blood tests and understanding the body dysfunctions and really ordering more testings and things like that or recommending specific supplements. You know, I think that by being in the office, I felt it limited me to do that, just that. Because every time I saw a client, every time I saw a woman that was going through this challenge, there's a life component that comes into play. And in order for this person to really overcome, because I I like to use the word overcome hypothyroidism and, and autoimmunity, because the goal is to leave it behind and never see it again, right? And the word overcome is a very profound word. It's not like, let's numb it for a week, for 10 weeks, for three months, and then come back with the same problem. I didn't want that. And what I realized that being in my office brought entrance to that type of behavior, right? It's kind of like, oh, but you're going to tell me what test and you're going to give me what supplement. And they were taking absolutely no responsibility for their behavior, their habits, their mindsets, their everything, because it was kind of like the doctor patient work. And I said, I'm not your savior. (laughs) You need Mm -hmm. to take ownership of your life. And these are the tools and strategies, but it's kind of like they took it across because they knew that I was going to be there with the testings, with the supplements. So I immediately said, I am not helping this woman this way because just by having the space of an office, it's just limiting me to being the doctor that gives the pill, open your mouth, here's the pill. I want to come here for a solution to the problem and then you're disconnected from the problem the other 23 hours of the day. Exactly. And in order to overcome this, you have to empower yourself to yeah. take charge of your life. It's not my job to do that. It is your job and your responsibility if you want it. If you don't, cool. There's thousands of places you can go and, you know, and kind of complain and, and dwell on it. But there is a solution for that woman that says, I'm ready to take ownership for this. And I wanted to work with that woman. And I knew that my office was just limiting me this I don't know what it is. It's just kind of like the office, doctor, you go. What do they say? I, you know. And that's it. So that was my number one encouragement to like, in order for me to really make a difference in this women's life, in their health, in their marriage, in their every, in their everything, right? Because it health impacts everything. It's why today we call health being the number one. It's being the wealthiest, right? Yes. If we don't have health, we don't have anything. So if I knew, I knew that in order for me to help them overcome it, they had to see me differently. They couldn't see me as I'm going to your office and consultation and things like that. It just had to. So that was my motivation, number one. But then my second motivation is that I began my family around 10 years of being in practice. And I, I had my first child. Mateo came and I had in the office the most beautiful nursery for him. I had a beautiful crib. I had a playground. I had all his toys in there. And Mateo could care less about it. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I can still relate to that. Oh my gosh, yes. He could care less about playing inside an office space, right? So he wanted to go to the park, swing him around and things like that. And I said to myself, I cannot be in this office nine to five. It's just, you know, the normal hours. Well, my child wants to be in the park. I don't want the nanny or the person taking care of my child to raise my child. I want to enjoy my child. I want to be the person, you know, being there for him. I want to cook for him. I want to do all these things. So I had to pick. I said, I don't have the freedom to be the mom that I want to be and the involved mom that I want to be by being here nine to five. The second nudge is like, okay, Maria, you got to go. Yeah. But again, because I swim with the sharks, I go to my office in a week. (laughs) 
And wow, what an experience it has been. <laughs> it's been challenging because an office space and online world is completely different places, you know, completely different. Completely different. But it is what it is. I did it. And, you know, I'm, I'm in the online world now, which it has impacted me in so many different ways, positive and negative, right? Because again, I wasn't prepared to do that. <laughs> I did it, but I wasn't prepared to do that. And I've learned a lot throughout this whole process. But every single woman that I support today is exactly how I want to do it. And I can see the ripple effect of exactly how they're taking ownership and they're empowered to change their lives, their health, that I'm just a guy for them, that I'm not their savior. You know what I mean? And to see that they're empowered, to see the direction that God takes them through this journey, for me, is like, yes, it's been worth it, you know? And then I also see my children, right? Mateo and Victoria, that I'm able to have the freedom to just say, let's just go to the park. Let's just do this. Let's just do that. It was the right decision. I should have prepared myself better. <laughs> let's just put it that way. But it was the right decision to do that. When I first started talking in my online spaces about taking a part of your practice online in the community of chiropractic, people were like, what are you talking about? How would you adjust someone online? I'm like, well, actually you don't. <laughs> and it's not about that, but as chiropractors, just as with you, like you have been training acupuncture, but you have knowledge that you can share with people and in even just like the face-to-face, -face, well, virtually the face-to-face -face time with them and asking them the right questions and truthfully doing some coaching with them, it can have a different impact on their lives. Right. But I don't think that this is for everyone. And I do very strongly feel that we need acupuncturists. We need massage therapists. We need chiropractors delivering the hands-on care, but I do see into the future. And I, and I know some of my favorite stores, for example, have closed because they can't compete with Amazon. Like we have to start thinking differently about our businesses to be able to survive and to be able to still make an impact. And there's so much work available for us as holistic practitioners to do. Like we have to adapt to be able to survive. That being said, it's not right for everyone. But yet if you are in this space of like, well, I have my brick and mortar and I kind of want to do some things virtually, it can be really hard because in order to see how you do the things virtually, you kind of have to remove yourself from your normal day to day and like totally shake it up <laughs> and have a clean slate to be able to start over. It's really Absolutely. scary. It's truly not for everybody. Back then I used to do functional medicine. I had, I used to do acupuncture to a certain degree, but I wasn't so in uh, my business wasn't exclusively acupuncture. It was more functional than acupuncture. So it was easier for me to transition because I knew that from a functional perspective, I didn't really need to be physically touching somebody. However, mm -hmm. I had to let go of the acupuncture part because I can't physically put the needle virtually. You know what I mean? So there's certainly ways to go around it. You saw a video of my office this week because when I transitioned myself into the virtual world, I wanted a colleague of mine to keep my office. I wanted her to stay in that place because I knew all the work that I had put in there. I knew, I knew that I wanted family to stay there, right? And when I made that offer for her, at that moment, she couldn't transition herself from her office to this and stuff. So it didn't happen. But fast forward years now, she was looking for a place and my husband was helping her find one. And then my husband says, I'm going to get you that office again. And that the office, my office, it was intact. 
like since I moved, there was somebody that moved in for a month and they left. So my office was the video that I did was the same office. It was just dusty and obviously from years of nobody being in there. But it was like it took me back to like, oh, my God, I should come back to my office. And I'm like, no, 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 no. The time freedom that I have today and the flexibility that I have with my life, with my kids, with my family, which is a priority for me. Like, I, I can't go back to being in a, because every hour that you're not in your office is an hour that you're wasting because you're paying mortgage. I mean, you're paying rent. You know what I mean? Yeah. You have so many big overheads that you have to make it productive as much as possible because there's overheads continuously in that. And when I went to my office, I had this, and I think we texted and then I said, Danielle, you know, I just like feel like ah, this like part of me wants to go back. But the other part is kind of like, no, Maria, the time freedom that you have today is worth everything. But it's not for everybody. It's different. It's very different, like you say. Well, and truthfully, there aren't a lot of models for this style of practice. And I don't know if there really needs to be because the whole point is freedom, time freedom, location freedom. So do you need a model? Uh, I don't know. But we have for a very long time had some very visible and what's the word? Not sustainable necessarily, but they long standing. Like they've been around for a long time, brick and mortar businesses. <laughs> and there's very clear ways that it's been passed down, you know, through generations even of like, this is how you do it. Yeah. And we've only had the internet since what? I don't know, like 1993 or something. Around there. So it's been like less than 30 years. So this is still very new. It's still very new. It's completely new ways of thinking for sure. However, I always think of it this way. Humanity is humanity. And we as human beings, we're always going to need support. Technology will advance. There's many jobs that have been taken by computers today. But humanity will always, always, always win because we have a mind. We have emotions. We need connection with human beings and behaviors that we have as human beings will limit us or advance us to where we need to go. And this is where coaching comes into play because we're really touching human lives. You know what I mean? We're yeah. really working with that mind of that human being that is either limiting themselves or going after what they want. And so the question is for that person, the woman that you serve, for example, it is what is it? What is it? And how, in what ways do you want to impact this human being and this person? Do you want to be physically touching them, either adjusting them or, you know, if you have acupuncturists there, it's, I mean, maybe you could do half and half, you know, maybe you can just do just that, or maybe you could do just the coaching part. It really, what truly resonates with your heart, you know, at the end of the day, for me, mindset is huge. And, and I love to have conversations with human beings and explore, you know, where that mind is taking them. Is it limiting them or is it moving them forward? You know, in my niche, in the world that I, that I'm in, but it happens in any niche, you know, in chiropractic and in anything, because at the end of the day, holistic is about lifestyle, holistic health and the impact that what we, how we are impacting the people that we impact is by the way we live, by the way we think, by the way we feel, by the habits that we create every single day. But there's a mind that's in the middle that's either blocking it or moving it forward. Mm -hmm. And the beautiful thing is that we can help that individual and not necessarily be physically there to do that. You know what I mean? Yes. We could be anywhere in the world and still make that impact. And I think that's fascinating. 
That is fascinating. Yeah, it's a really incredible opportunity that we have available to us now. Okay, Maria, we've got to wrap up. So for someone that's watching this video or listening to the audio later that wants to learn more about what you do, where is the best place for her to go? They can go to uh, mariatobolin.com and they can find whatever information they need in my website. Awesome. Maria, thank you so much. Thank you again for joining me for this episode of the Aligned Women Podcast. If you love this show, please share your favorite episode with another woman in chiropractic. Think of your classmates and the women who practice near you. Is there one who you know is tired, overwhelmed, exhausted, or just burned out? If so, let her know about the Aligned Women Podcast right away. And if you love what you hear on this show and want more insight into Aligned Women's proven method for women in chiropractic on how you can have more time freedom and more financial freedom, how you can build a practice full of the right patients, not just more of them, and how you can feel confident that you're making the impact you were born to make as a chiropractor. Be sure to grab the Aligned Chiropractors Survival Guide at AlignedChiroSurvivalGuide.com. Thanks again for listening and see you next week.